White Christian Marxism. What is it? And how they have invaded our church. Let's go bold. podcast consider hitting that like subscribe and share a button on our youtube channel we'd also appreciate if you would like and follow our facebook page we're even on mewe now so follow the go bold network on facebook and mewe and finally check out our website at the goboldnetwork.net that's the goboldnetwork.net the greatest strategic danger to the lost are silent and timid christians and we're going to call out the persecution and the deception of Christians in all forms, and we will be bold, and we're going to stand up to the council culture and the Marxist culture. That's what we're going to do here on the Go Bold Network. Now to our top stories. Matthew chapter 7 is perhaps one of the most instructional verses in, in the uh, instructional uh, chapters in the Bible. Why? Every verse is spoken by Jesus himself, except for the last two. Now, unfortunately, the only verse that most people uh, recognize in the 21st century is the first three verses um, when you think of Matthew 7, and that is how you should not judge. judge. And as I read God's Word, Matthew 7, verses 1 through 3, judge not that you will be judged. For what the judgment you judge will be judged, and the measure you use it will be measured back to you. Verse 3, and this is what gets everybody. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but not consider the plank in your own eye? You know, we've all been guilty of that verse in some form or context. But back probably 30, 40, 50 years ago, John 3.16 was the, the most memorized verse in the Bible. But today it's, it's Matthew 7.3. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in yours? Now, let me just say this. Matthew's gospel is significant, why we should not judge our brothers. But as we fight Satan in the, in the 21st century, and especially here in 2021, perhaps the most significant piece of Scripture is also overlooked in the Bible, and that's in Matthew 7, verses 13 through 20. And this is where we're going to get into this whole idea of this white Christian Marxism that we're seeing today in the church. And let's begin, but before we talk into that, let's begin with verses 13 and 14, as you see on the screen. And as I read God's word, Matthew 7, 13 through 14 says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the wide gate and the broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Verse 14, because the narrow gate because the narrow is the gate and the difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Now, as you look at the backdrop of Matthew 7, uh, verses 13 and 14, how are white Christian Marxists invading the modern-day church in America? We're seeing it. And why does it matter to your average disciples in southwest Oklahoma? Well, let me just say, First, we've got to define what uh, Christian Marxism is. And, of course, you're not going to find this in academia because they're part of the problem. You're not going to probably find this in your local SBC seminary. But here's my take, and I think it's very, very important as you see this definition uh, that I've comprised it, that, uh, on the screen. What is Christian Marxism? Well, here's my shot at it. It identifies as replacing the relationship of the gospel of Jesus with a 
social religion aligning with democratic and communist ideologies with religious beliefs that grants them a sense of significance and legitimacy. Once you think about this. So basically, uh, this is turning democratic communist thoughts into religious beliefs and moves them from being a political opinions to standards of faith. This is what we've seen really for the last this really kind of started um, back in 2000 and probably 13, 14, where you really started seeing the big social justice movement. And you saw this invasion uh, of the church, whether it was in the it, within the Presbyterian community, whether it was the Methodist church. You saw it in the Southern Baptist. You're seeing it right now in the Southern Baptist Convention. So basically what it is, so those who are looking to provide a base for legitimizing their Marxist political opinions they can find value in claiming their thoughts are established through what? Divine social order. Now, I want you to think about this. These are some of the culprits that you see on the screen there. And some of those hardcore white democratic socialists can now delegitimize, confuse, and redefine the gospel of King Jesus. Does that sound familiar? Remember what Satan's big three tactics are, and we, we talk about it about every two or three podcasts, and I know that in my church I mention it about every other sermon because we always have to understand what the enemy is doing. Satan is going to do uh, four things all the time. He's going to, one, he's going to try to talk you out of your faith. Number two, he's going to mock you out of your faith. Number three, he's going to try to outlaw your faith. And remember what number four is, introduce false gospels. That's what Satan does. In reality, Christian Marxism is a false gospel that really, if you take away the term Marxist, it's been around for quite some time. And I will tell you, false prophets and false gospels and false teaching, I mean, I would just say it, it, there are entire books of the New Testament uh, that have warned us about false gospels, Galatians, Romans 8, 1st uh, 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 and 2nd Peter, to name a few. And you saw uh, Paul and Peter both preach and warned us about the heresies of these false gospels. So you see some more, uh, some of those in the pictures there. You see uh, David French. He, he's, he, he, he's, he tries to be a, uh, another one that I would call a white Christian Marxist. So now instead of those white limousine atheist liberals, they have now joined the church. They have. So back in the old days, you had these limousine liberals, and they were atheists, and they were very secular in their beliefs, and they, they put their, all their faith and all their worshiping into the government, okay? Now, they have infiltrated the church. You see it. They've infiltrated the Methodist church, the Presbyterian church, the PCA, and here lately, like I said before, it's the largest target is the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, they do this under the auspice of evangelicalism. Why are these white Marxists? Why? Because they can control the church at nauseum. And it's mainly, I will just tell you, white evangelical elites that, that go around and, and do this. Because here's the thing. Because if you are sharing the pews with social justice warriors, they can now, they can now influence the church like they have never done before. If they're, if they're, if they're away from the church and they're just being their white limousine liberals, they can't do that. Okay, but now you could force those nasty, smelly Christians that shop at Walmart's and Dollar General to shut up and color and drive your electric car, eat your granola bars, eat your plant-based sirloin uh, during your tailgate party. 
make green peace and global warming uh, your number one church tithe. Now, I want you to think about this. And there's a lot of so-called evangelicals in the church right now that would fit in this category, I just hate to say. In 1958, there was a, the, the picture you see, there was a, a gentleman uh, that, uh, that published the book, The Naked Communist. And you see in there, that is Cleon uh, Skousen, if I'm saying his, his name right. He, he's a former FBI agent, um, a special agent with the FBI. And Cleon uh, Kalsen listed 45 communist goals to submert, uh, subvert America from within. Two of those goals pertain to diminishing Christianity. Now, one of them was goal number 27. And this is fascinating when you read through these. This will just blow your mind, and you're seeing uh, 20, uh, 21 just come alive right here. But goal number 27 is infiltrate churches, and it calls on all communist warriors to infiltrate the church and replace revealed religion with what? Oh, this is going to be, this is going to blow your mind, folks. Social religion. Yes. Now, folks, this was, this was, this was pretty prophetic. You know, I know we like to talk about 1984 and, and, and that book and all the prophetic things we've seen in that and, and all the, the revelations you see coming out of that from a secular standpoint, not from a, a theological standpoint. But, but when, you see, when you see this, revealed religion is based on Scripture. We know that. Revealed religion, and in Scripture, we have a revealed word from God. And this is our faith. This is how God communicates with us. And like I've said many times here on the Go Bold podcast, when you open God's word, you open his mouth. He communicates with you. Now, this is based in, in our faith is based on this beautiful, beautiful book that we call the Bible. Now, the communist or the Marxist concept of social religion teaches citizens to look to the government rather than God for their salvation. Scriptural religion is all about individual salvation. Social religion is all about a collective salvation. Uh, you've heard that before from some and elite evangel circles, a concept that does not exist in not one place in the Bible, nor does it exist one place in Christianity. They will do uh, this under the foe of helping the needy and the poor. You know, in our little church, we spend thousands of dollars helping and feeding and caring for many uh, in our local community. That's what we do. We, we, God has sent us here in Indiahoma, Oklahoma, to the ends of the earth to help a lot of poor and needy people, and that's exactly what we do. But we don't help all those people to get Jesus. We do it because we have Jesus, and this is the whole uh, my whole argument about a lot of this white Christian Marxism that has evaded the church. They're preaching a, this is where they, this is where the Christian Marxists get it wrong, and I'm calling them out on it, all right? Now, you might see, why do, how, how do you see this going to church? We have seen something like critical race theory. Let me just throw that out there again. Critical race theory and intersectionality. You guys saw that uh, was introduced as a non-binding resolution in the Southern Baptist Convention in 2019. We still have not taken it off the books, by the way, which I, just blows my mind. But 
In many churches on the religious left, the communist goal of replacing revealed scripture with, with social religion has largely been accomplished in many circles, as evidenced by the constant refrain of religious left pastors who sermonize about undying commitments to the cause of social justice. And if you speak out against that, Okay, you, you say no. This this is this is not what the gospel is. Uh, it's not social justice. Uh, you get you get tarred, you get feathered, you called you get called a fundamentalist, which in in other words are calling you a fascist. Uh, they'll call you a white Christian nationalist. Okay, if you disagree with them, and the term that refers to justice within a society that allocates wealth according to a Marxist directive. Look at this. Okay, now when we see this. We see this each according to his needs. Now, you're seeing this, and this is in this is in the uh, in the in the um, in the book uh, with with the gold twenty seven, which we talk about with the former FBI agent. Further, this is where we have gone down the road of critical race theory and intersectionality in the SBC convention, and this is why. We are having this crash course in this with the gospel and and this this whole idea of a civil war that we're seeing in evangelical circles. Because I will just tell you guys, this whole movement of social justice or this Christian Marxism is on a crash course with the gospel. And here's what I'm saying. Jesus could care less who my daddy was or who my grandpa was. Jesus could care less if I was if he my grandpa was a deacon in the first self righteous church or if my great grandma uh, you know the sister um, um, uh, Betty Bertha Tushu's playing the organ in the first self righteous church also okay they don't care they don't Jesus doesn't care if my family was slaveholders they don't care okay but this is where it's on the crash course of the gospel because the only thing that matters if I was saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that matters, period, okay? That's all that matters. And this is where this, this is on a crash course here, all right? Now, here's what I want you to look. He also had in this book um, the um, uh, gold number 28. And this is so hard to believe this was published in the, in the 1960s. But gold 28 is to infiltrate schools and eliminate prayer. Let that sink in. Guys, you are seeing all this unfold right now. Why do you see all this, 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 this whole uh, thing that we see in school boards ac across the country? You saw this big push for about five years now, and we had to wake up to it, right? You had to wake up to it. All this critical race theory and intersectionality was invading our public schools. Now, goal number 28 calls on communist warriors, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting it here, to infiltrate schools eliminate prayer and every type of religious expression on the grounds that it violates the principles of separation of church and state. Isn't that amazing that the communists and the Marxists knew this back in the 60s and they were going to create this argument and we've got this argument, which, as you guys know, we've talked about this on the Gobo podcast. The only reason you had a separation of church and state was to keep the state out of the church. Can I get an amen in the comment section? It had nothing to do with churches talking about governments, okay? In addition, you're, seeing, you're using classrooms as, as transition belts for socialist propaganda. 
culture Marxists have also infiltrated the entertainment industry. They filtered the media. They filtered government institutions. They've infiltrated corporate America. Okay, and they do this under this this pretense. Oh, we're doing it for because this is this is a Jesus issue. Jesus would have been a socialist if he was here. No, he wasn't. He never. I mean, this is just insane. This is what the crash course I'm talking about. Now, why pretending to do God's bidding, cultural Marxist, okay, which they're calling this, which which I'm calling them Christian Marxists, are hiding under the the ecclesiastical robes of the Christian faith and are knowingly subverting their professed religion from within. John Edson writes in The American Thinker, he points out something profound. Early this past year, Pope Francis, you see there pictured, uh, announced that he will sign the Global Education Pact, which will usher in a new humanism under which God withdraws so that all human mankind can be free. I just let that sink in, folks. So this is not this is not just a Protestant evangelical problem. This is this has been happening in the Catholic Church for quite some time now, and we're just now kind of seeing this 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 creep into the Southern Baptist Convention under the pact that the children of the world will be indoctrinated with what climate change and other UN propagandas under the new world order. We talked about that in our last uh, last podcast under this new world order of global communism, this new humanism. Sounds like our dear friends from the Council of Foreign Relations. Yes, you remember our dear friend Ed Stetzer, who's on the Council of Foreign Relations, but he was the former director of Lifeway for the Southern Baptist Convention. You see how they operate. They operate by stealth and deception. And these white Christian Marxists have have methodically seized control of the Vatican, the Methodist Church, the Presbyterian Church, and now the Southern Baptist Convention in a way that has virtually gone uh, unnoticed by all Congress. I tell you, I didn't have any clue until about about a year ago when I really started studying this, and it just blew my mind, folks. Now, like I pointed out many times on this podcast, a lot of the pastors uh, in evangelical circles, especially, I'll just tell you, from the Southern Baptist Convention, are incredible, God-fearing, Bible-preaching men that have conviction. But the convention has been duped by about 2% of these white Christian Marxists. I want you to think about it. Like I told you several podcasts ago, Ed Stetzer shares a membership on the Council of Foreign Relations with George Soros. Russell Moore, who, he, who's another one that I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to call names out, okay, loud and clear, who, who, who was the former director of the ELRC, who basically was, was running roughshod for the Democratic National Convention through the auspice of the ELRC at the Southern Baptist Convention for the last seven years. Okay, this is the same Russell Moore who sat on allegations of rape and child molestation for almost two years and did not reveal them until the voting was looked like it was going to go south for his his convention president that he wanted in there. This is after, of course, he took his nice little uh, job with Christianity Today. And you see this and then you saw this last year when you had when you had the resolution that was asking for the removal of attorney-client privilege, okay? And I'm not, you know, on the executive committee, and, and I'll just tell you, guys, I'm not, uh, 
those those guys that are on the executive committee right now, they're good men, most of them, and ladies, uh, they're good people. And the, the, the convention said, let's remove attorney-client privilege. And once again, we voted for something that we had no clue about. All right. And nobody removes attorney client privileges. And it's it's not to help the poor people that were sexually harassed, uh, but it's to break the the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm convinced of that. Trial lawyers got in and they 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 influenced that writing. Okay, because like I was talking to somebody the other day, the argument of attorney client privilege should have been had at the convention, not at the executive committee. The executive committee is just doing what the what the um, what the messengers ask them to do. But here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing. Moore, Stetzer, they all want to burn it down. I really do believe that. I really do believe that, especially Moore. When he, when he, when he left the Southern Baptist Convention, I, he wanted to burn it down. And this is the whole idea of these Christian Marxism. This is right out of Karl Marx's playbook. This is exactly out of his playbook. Jesus warns us of these nefarious characters in Matthew's Gospel. You will know them by their fruits. And this is what I want the church to be aware of. Especially, I want you to go back to Matthew chapter 17, but this time I want you to go to verses 15 and 16. Beware of false prophets who come into you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from the thorn bushes or the figs from the thistles? I want you to let that sink in. Now I want you to go to verse 17. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but every bad tree has a bad fruit. A good tree, verse 18. A good tree cannot bear a bad fruit, nor can it be a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear a good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by the fruits, you will know them. Guys, I'm just going to tell you, especially, I just got to talk about the things that I know and the people that I know. There are so many awesome, awesome pastors uh, that are in the Southern Baptist Convention that I love dearly. And they're going bold, and they're fighting for they're fighting Satan on all fronts. They're trying to get people into the gate. But we have a handful that is tearing our convention down. It's tearing our church down. And we've get, we can't be silent anymore. This culture marks as a message to Christians. It's simply this. This is what they're telling us to do. Sit down. Shut up. That's what they're telling us to do. Because here's the thing. Marxism cannot flourish in a society or in churches with a couple of things. A strong prayer life and strong biblical preaching. Pastors and disciples of Jesus, we've got to speak up and we've got to speak loud. And that, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is how we go bold today. God bless you and go bold.